Welcome to After Effects. This is the natural role of husband and wives with SD and grown man. They are officially taking over the show today with no help from me and Mrs. Sutton. Grown man, you and SD take it away. All right. It's grown man here. Uh, we're going to touch on the subject because uh, what I'm noticing in today's day and age, um, you know, both men, modern day men and women do not understand the concept or the, the role of husband and wife. So uh, I want to dive into it. Now, okay. my personal my personal opinion, you know, the role of husband wife is a it's a role it's a title. You know, the husband the husband is uh, you know there to to you know provide the four P's, which is you know protection, provision, problem solving, procreation, and you know the wife. You know her role is that that's that the wife to be. You know, uh, you know the husband's, you know, backbone, right hand, and uh, you know I notice a lot of modern day women don't seem to quite grasp that concept. You want to, uh, you know, chime in? Sure. Okay. Well, hey everybody, it's SD Superman Daddy, and basically, if you will. I decided to uh, turn to my little buddy Google here. And Google says, well, what is the true meaning of marriage? A man and woman who are legally married to one another and are thereby given by law specific rights and duties resulting from that relationship. The U.S. legal concept of marriage is founded in English common law. Okay. So for me... What I've always felt as far as husband and wife is concerned is that it's a partnership, okay? And that means that two people join together in holy matrimony to become one. And the vows say it, for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, for sickness and health, to death do you part. So mm -hmm. the thing is, you're going to have some good days. You're going to have some bad days. You're going to have some in-between days, trying times. But it's all in how you work together to get through those days. Unfortunately, what I've seen in more recent times is people are more caught up with the actual wedding versus the marriage. Oh, the wedding is the most beautiful thing you have ever seen. We're talking the most expensive flowers, tuxes, dresses, you know, uh, the venue as far as where it's going to take place, the food that's going to be served, all of that is just top notch from beginning to end. And you go through all of that, marriage doesn't even last five years. Right. So, so you just spent all this money and invited all these people to participate in your special day and y'all couldn't even stay together and make it work five years. Hmm. Why is that? Well, my personal opinion, 
If nothing else, communication is key. If you don't communicate, if you don't talk, if you're trying, you know, you can't, you, you know, you can't think, you can't guess what somebody else is thinking. So the only way that you could ever know what's on somebody's mind at any given time is you have to talk. You have to ask questions, you know. Well, what do you think about this? Or how do you feel about that? But if y'all just walk around in silence, playing on your devices or, you know, playing on, on your games, you talking to people in headsets, you know, you have to communicate to let them know what, what you're looking at on the screen when you're playing these games. You can do that with perfect strangers in foreign countries and stuff like that. Why can't you communicate with the person in your own house? Right. And, you know, I think, you know, the, the, whole, the whole, this whole system and everything is just lost. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, social media, you know, uh, have, you know, has a strong influence on it. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, what you see on, on TV, mm-hmm. you know, because now there's, you know, I'm hearing stories about, you know, it's not worth getting married anymore because in our community, you know, the marriage marriage rate is down and and divorce rates are sky high. Why? Because what we do when something goes awry, we just throw the towel in. We don't we don't try to fight. Exactly. And see, see, to me, the whole thing is you have to be realistic and look at it like this. Okay. First and foremost, what made you decide that you wanted to get married in the first place? Mm-hmm. And remember, and remember that marriage, just like working a job, takes hard. It's hard work, but if you work hard, you'll reap some wonderful benefits. If you don't, right, then that's when things fall apart. Because okay, look at it. Okay, case in point: if you're a good worker, you do what you're supposed to do. And you're getting, you're receiving good eval, evals and stuff from your manager and everything. You, you end get up promoted. getting raises. Right. You get promoted. You get raises. You get perks. You get benefits. If you don't right. do what you're supposed to do, you get reprimanded. You get written up. And worst case scenario, you get terminated. Right. Same thing. Yeah. You have to, you have, you have to, it's like, the way you started out, well, what were you doing when y'all first when y'all first got together? What did you do that had you guys just to the point where y'all just couldn't get enough of one another? Y'all couldn't, you know, like the very thought of not being around each other, being gone for a short period of time, like you couldn't get through the work day. It's like y'all talking back and forth and you, you can't wait to get home and see each other because y'all have been apart from each other all day, you know. The date nights and, you know, this the quality time and, you know, the little thoughtful things, you know, like as far as like leaving little notes around the house or, you know, cards or little gifts and stuff like that. And, yes, I've come to find that men like that stuff, too. It shouldn't be one-sided. And, like I said, if y'all want to revoke my, my women's club card for that, feel free to do so. <laughs> because only within the last... I'd say maybe 10 years or so, I came to the, I, I, it was brought to my attention that Valentine's Day is for women and Sweetest Day is for men. And I, I was I like, I've never uh, heard of Sweetest Day. 
Well, that's basically because it was a holiday that was founded in Ohio. So okay. if you, yeah, if you Google it and everything, yes, that's, that's one of the states that actually recognizes that or whatever. And to me, my first thought was, okay, why does one day have to be just for the women and the other day have to right. be for just the men? It's like, why couldn't both days be for couples that are together or people that love each other together? Like, why does it have to be separate like that? You know, but the most disturbing okay. thing is the actual history of Valentine's Day. Well, well, right, but I mean, well, you you, you, you understand where I'm coming from, right? You you understand yes. where I'm coming from, you know. And it's yes. like the thing is, you know, start out or continue the way you started because if you switch up in the middle of if you switch up in the middle of the stream, or if you start to slack off and not do the things that you did when you first started dating and spending time, and it was, you know, the relationship still had that, that new smell on it, you know, then that's when things start to go awry, you know. And like people say, you know, you got to figure out a way to recreate that spark, so to speak. You know, some people... They still doing the same thing that they what they they in what twenty thirty plus years and they're still doing the same things that you know they did when they first got together, you know. You know she she he would he would cook for like you know she come home from work he everything is taken care of maybe just come up you know go freshen up whatever it is that you are gonna do come on and eat you know or he didn't work hard he came home she didn't feel like cooking maybe let's go out to eat or whatever the case may be just thoughtfulness and things of that nature. Now, y'all just sitting around each other, looking all sullen in the face. You know, you're upset, you're irritated, you're frustrated. You don't even know why. Why? Because you don't talk, you don't communicate. Right. You know. And that's a part of it, but another part of that is that people put so much emphasis into the wedding, they and then they forget that there is still a marriage to live after that one day that there is still something to do after that one day and when you forget that then you do ridiculous stuff like spend thousands and thousands of dollars on a wedding forgetting that the wedding is just the start of everything what about the marriage Right. Mm-hmm. And I have to I have to reference this. Um, I, I love this episode from my wife and kids when Junior and Vanessa had made it that they made it clear that they had wanted to get married and everything like that. And Michael Kyle, a.k.a. Damon Wayans, in true Michael Kyle fashion, was going overboard talking about all the stuff that he, you know, the money he was going to spend and all the stuff that he wanted. And it was like, it was just absolutely ridiculous. And it was to the point of where he was excluding the bride and the groom to be. It was like, it wasn't about Junior and Vanessa anymore. It was the Michael Kyle show. And Vanessa and she had every right to, but she got upset behind it and she told Junior about it or whatever. And he was like, well, you know, babe, what do you want me to do? She said, you know what? Maybe there's nothing you can, if you can't figure it out and you can't be a man and step up and tell your father that he needs to back off because this is our wedding and not his, then maybe we don't need to get married. And it's like, he went to his father and he expressed his concerns and everything like that. And he said, well, Junior, I just want you to have 
the wedding that we, your mother and I didn't have. So Junior's response to that was maybe. He said, but we want the wedding that you had so that we could have the marriage that you currently have. And it was like, wow, that made so Uh much sense. You know, simplicity at its finest. Uh They went to a church, the same pastor that married Michael and Jay, married Junior and Vanessa. And it was just the immediate family. And that was it. And it was beautiful. Right. So where does this, the bridezillas and, you know, all this other foolishness, where does that come in? It's the propaganda. You know, know, it goes back to the media. Right. You know. I can't, I would never marry a bridezilla. I would never be a bridezilla, so I, you know. So what can I say? Like I said, my grandparents it would have been married for 50 years back in 1992. But unfortunately, my grandmother passed before their 50th anniversary, which would have been July 1st. But they loved each other and they upheld those vows. And it literally was till death did they part. Mm-hmm. I had never seen... I had never seen two people more in love, and that was something that I always wanted for myself. But it was a thing of, it was about love, honor, and respect. And when I say that they were partners, that's exactly what it was. It wasn't, he called the shots, and she just, you know walk behind him with her head held down and everything or vice versa. They work together as a team. And it's like, for me, that's the way it should be. They discussed everything. There were no secrets. They made decisions together. If it was something that, you know, they felt could possibly kind of like wasn't quite right, then it didn't happen, you know. If they hit a snag or bump heads, they figured out a way to resolve it. They didn't necessarily have to yell and scream. Now, they would fuss with each other back and forth daily, but that's just the way that they communicated. That was their thing. But as far as vicious war of words and, you know, putting their hands on each other, no, that, that didn't even come into play. It was none of that. So... Like I said, what I what I see nowadays, I'm just I just, I just shake my head like wow. I'm disgusted, you know, because you know it, it was uh, something uh, I saw the other day, and uh, it was a clip, and a man comes home from a, a 13 hour shift, and his wife was standing at the countertop eating a slice of pizza, and um, he complained that hey, you know. I've, I've been gone all day on, on this here and I can't come home uh, to no, no home cooked meal. And the first thing she said was, why did you stop at, why didn't you stop and get you something on the way home? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was just complaining about it. And she said, you know, the dishes are clean, you know, the, uh, your clothes are clean. What are you complaining about? And, you know, his gripe was, hey, I worked all day. 
you know, to make sure, you know, we have what we need. And the least least thing you could uh, you could have done was, you know, have, have some food on the stove for me. And she went on to say that, you know, I'm I'm not your mother, I'm your wife. Mm-hmm. And she left it at that. Okay, now... Uh, you know, you're very disgusted about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now... Go ahead. I understand that, you know, okay, she may work at home remotely and things like that there. But, you know, she made sure that the kids ate. You know, what happened to, you know, okay, I'm going to cook some food or whatever. You know, make sure the children eat. He's going to be working late. Why don't I, I, I cook and I fix him a plate and I put it either in the refrigerator or in the oven. So when he come home, he can heat it up and there it is. Oh, so she had fed the kids already. Yeah, kids ate, yes. They, they all ate. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, no offense to me. Okay, and I, once again, probably be some people that have my head for this, but hey, this is just how I feel about it. If you could cook enough food to make sure that you and your children ate, where was his plate that should have been sitting in the microwave and right. waiting for all he had to do was just warm it up when he came home, right. you know, because the thing is, you know, it's like people have to understand and realize that there's those situations where you work and you might not be home in time where you can all eat as a family. You know, we mm-hmm. all sit at the table and eat if people even still really do that anymore or like that. But even with that, even if mom or dad are not able to be right there, at least let them have something to come home because it's nothing worse than walking in the house and you can smell that food has been cooked. It smells mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful. And you look in the refrigerator. Nothing. You look in the stove. Nothing. You look in the microwave. Nothing. Now, I know good and well that you didn't have this whole house smelling like, wow. And I don't get to eat what it is I'm smelling. Oh, I don't blame him for being upset. Let me say this. It's it's, it's wonderful. You know, I commend you that you made sure that the, the laundry was done that the house is clean and everything like that. But that's not fair, you know, because I'm providing or at least contributing to this situation. And you mean to tell me for my contributions, I can't get a plate of food? Right. Okay. And for her to say, hey, you know, why didn't you stop off and get something and get you something to eat? Shouldn't have to because you know he he broke down everything he does as a man, and mm-hmm. her response to it was, "Well, that's what you're supposed to do." And see, once again, here here would have been my point of view had I been him, or had you know had she said that to me when okay, well, what if the situation will reverse? What if you were the one coming home from work? And I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm sitting here eating a slice of pizza. The kids been ate, the clothes been washed, the house is clean, all this other stuff or whatever. Would you want to stop off somewhere and get something to eat 
knowing that it's food in the house that's ready to be cooked or whatever. And after all, you know, like I said, I've been home all day. See, once you do that, uh-huh. flip the narrative. That's how you get them. That's right. how you should have. That's how you shut down a lot of people right there. They don't like that. It's like it's perfectly fine when it benefits or it suits them. But then as soon as you put them in the hot seat or as soon as you flip it around, oh, now it's a whole issue. You know, mm -hmm. don't dish it out if you can't take it. Right. You know, so. And and that's one thing I don't like today in marriage is it's like, you know, modern day women expect men to to take on those traditional roles. They'll do what they're supposed to do traditionally, but they don't want to do the the bare minimum. Mm Mm-hmm. Me personally, I'd have to say another thing too you have to take into consideration is the time management. Time management. I know some people right now that they work a job and they work, you know, like every two weeks, 80 hours. That's just the bare minimum. Uh-huh. They, they have some overtime in that. They have a side hustle going on. They take care of the kids. They do what they need to do and everything and nothing is left out. Nothing is overlooked. Nothing is out of place. So the question, the real question is, if she was standing in that kitchen eating a slice of pizza and she made time to cook and make sure that the kids ate and every, maybe she didn't want what they had to eat or what have you. But my question is, how does your time utilized throughout the day? Because I'm quite sure you're well aware of what time your husband left to go to work this morning. And you knew that when he came home, he was going to be hungry. Now, if you cook something especially for him, you should have called him and gave him a heads up. Well, babe, I cook something for the kids, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm ordering a pizza. You know, you want some pizza? Do you want something else with it? You know, whatever. At least give him a heads up. So then that way, if he didn't want any pizza or whatever it was that you were that you were munching on, you know, by the time he got home, that he could have made other arrangements. Yeah, for her to be right. condescending and telling, asking if, if he wanted a bite of what she was eating. Right. SD, grown Exactly. Man. Uh... Man, y'all dynamic is crazy. I just stepped back here in the studio for a quick second. I got a question for both of y'all, basically to pick it off, piggyback off what you just said. Now, mm-hmm. I got a. Here's the question. Let's say they're both out working. They both, let's say, roughly, they do the same amount of hours. Okay. Um, let's say she makes more than he does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that give her the right to low grade him in his pay and make him do everything in the house, including taking care of the kids and cooking dinner when they both work the same amount of hours? And she's able to do yeah, and she's able to do whatever she wants to do with her money, but all his money has to go to take care of the house.
because I just seen a situation like that on the internet where she makes mm, roughly $15 more than he does. And she said it's his responsibility to pay all the bills, the mortgage, take care of the kids, bathe them, help them with the work, and cook dinner, and have it ready for her by the time she gets home. And wherever she does and goes with her is his business. How do y'all feel about that? Okay, first of all, delusion. Let me let me say this. First and foremost, um, I, I absolutely disagree with that whole mindset right there because it all goes back to what I stated earlier. They're a team. They're partners. Supposed to be a team supposed to be a team so even if one does make more than the other whether it's him or her it shouldn't make any difference the bottom line is you two are still together ahead. but he's still he's still the head of the house he's still the leader okay and, like and said, for me my thing is i liked what uh monique had to say you know back a few years ago when, you know, it was the Queens of Comedy, she said, even though I am the breadwinner, she said, my husband is still the head of my house. He is the king of my castle, and I do what is necessary to make him feel like he's a man. And mind you, he wasn't working at the time. You know, but she said, I know my place. You know, and I was like, hmm, that's that's interesting. You know, I like that. But like I said, again, it should be a partnership. You know, conversations should be had. Decisions should be made, you know. And it's like you, it's not your job to belittle your spouse just because that's you make more money. That's all, you know, yeah. again, it's still about respect. Because guess what? Just like you have that high-powered job and you making this decent money and this, that, and the third and everything like that, that can be taken away from it. you. And if you don't believe, here you go, one of my favorite movies, Tyler Perry, The House of uh, the Family That Prays. And why did I get married? Yes, and why did I get yeah. married? You see what happened? The ones that mistreated were the same ones that rose up out the ashes like the phoenix. And now here you are looking stupid because you didn't disrespect them. You didn't dog them out. Possibly abused them, assaulted them and things like that. And who's the main person that you're looking to now that you're down and out? Mm. All these people that you held in such high regard, they're nowhere to be found. So be careful. How, don't treat any don't treat anyone the way you wouldn't want to be treated yes, plain and simple well i guess we can go ahead um go ahead and throw another question that i'm gonna turn it back over to you guys why is it today's what do they call themselves now career women modern day yeah yeah let's go with that grown man modern day women feel that it's okay that if she makes more than him she has the legal right to basically do everything that you said not to do defame uh destroy uh his credibility he's worthless basically you know the cast uh castrate him 
um, you know, to the to the point that you know if indeed that it is a child in a situation, she she push him so doggone hard and tell him you don't want to be a nothing like your daddy to the point she castrates they son. I mean, you see this happens almost every all the time, but. Again, the power of persuasion is very heavy. I'm going to turn it back over to you guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. I see you. Oh, he took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Do you need a moment? Wow. He took words out of my mouth right there. <laughs> well... Okay, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to give you a moment to, you know, gather your thoughts and everything. But I'd have to say, kind of like based on some things that I've heard, you know, in the past and everything like that. First and foremost, when it comes to us as African-Americans, Black people, whatever you wish to call us, first of all, we have to remember that initially we are living in a society or in a system where the man, our black man in particular, is not even supposed to be a figure in the household. Okay? So with that being said, black women were put in positions where we were given public assistance, we were given housing, you know, funds to go to school and you know, better ourselves, get higher education, to get these decent paying jobs and things of this nature. And then after we do all of that and set up shops, so to speak, and everything like that, then depending, we come across, you know, a, a man crosses our path and he might not have as much as we do. He might not have anything at all. And it's like, to a certain extent, we're willing to, you know, go along with it and everything like that, you know for a certain period of time. And then all it takes is one little incident. And then the first thing that she wants to holler about it more or less like, well, you weren't contributing to the situation. I'm holding this down. So because I'm holding this down, I call the shots. I run the show. I'm in charge. I don't need you. See, that's the whole, it's that's the whole mindset. But that's that whole mindset right there. But is that the situation that many of us wanted to be in? Absolutely not. But just remember this. We are some intelligent, strong, and creative people when we put our minds to it and we, you know, use our powers for good, so to speak. And believe it or not, it's a lot of people that fear that. So when you fear something, you try to do your best to alleviate or eliminate that fear. So, okay, black man is intelligent. Black man is strong. Black man is powerful. I feel threatened, so let me, let me move him out the way. Right. And you let me move in on the black woman and put all these conceived, these preconceived notions in her head. So then when somebody does come along, you know, she's going to make life difficult. 
She's going to be too much to deal with. So that's that's pretty much how that goes. Now, that's not to say that all black women treat her like that. But it's like, again, it's all about respect. What you say. How you say it. Because like I said, you have some females right now. They already know that they're making more money than they man. She's not about to put him down. She's just so happy that he's doing what he needs to do and handling business. She, she tell me, babe, don't worry about it. I got this covered. Right. You know, now you have right. those men out there that they're going to do what they need to do, you know, to try to match, you know, not match her stuff, her status or whatever, you know, because that's just the man in him. If he has to get two or three jobs or do some side hustles, he's going to do that because... Well. You know, it, sh- it shouldn't be about competition. No, it, it should never. It should not be about competition. That's the problem. Everybody wants to compete. True, they do want to compete, not but then you have yeah. some some guys that they feel less of a man if they aren't providing as much, or if not more so than their female counterpart. But that's because now, there was something that that was ingrained in us growing up. As men, mm-hmm. we, we are supposed to be the protective providers. Because you know? for me, I just I'll just be honest with you. In all honesty, for me, I look at it like I it, it's like there are different situations, different circumstances that come about. And you know, like you, you can't necessarily do what it is that you would like to do. So for me the whole thing is if it's a situation of where, say, maybe you're not able to obtain employment or you might not be making that much, what would be a big help to me is, okay, I'll work. I'll hold it down and do what needs to be done until you can figure out what your next step is going to be or whatever the case may be. Mm. But when I come home from work, I'm not trying to come in the house having to clean up what you done messed up. Right. Or or it's like you you done said you you done you done made sure that you ate, you good to go. Wow. You ain't thought nothing about me. Right. You know, or as soon as I walk through the door because you've been home chilling all day or whatever, now you ready to jump in the car that is in my name and I paid a note on and you ready to jet set all over town to go kick it with your boys, possibly impress some other females. See, I have a problem with that. Man. But see, if you're that type of, if you're that type of, but if you're that type of guy that like, okay, well, my woman is holding it down financially until I can do what I need to do, whatever. But when she come home, she ain't got nothing to worry about. Mm. The house is clean, laundry is done, food is cooked. As a matter of fact, I'll even wait until she come in and get herself together and stuff. Then we can sit down and eat together. Mm. May I? Mm. Sure. Uh, and you know, this this is something I love about y'all sister, man. And like, I, I don't have a problem with this. For about mm, 90% of our marriage. It's really only been one time, but 90% of our marriage, she has always made more money than I. 
Mm-hmm. And not one time out of the three years we've been married have I ever heard of what I don't do and how much I make. And she has never devalued me. Right. Do you know why that is? Yeah. Be- because she was secure. She was trying to be a wife. Yeah. She, and she was secure. Um, I, I'll never forget when we first met, I was making, matter of fact, I was the lowest paid dude on the totem pole because they kept mm-hmm. making up a lie not to pay me. Uh, mm-hmm. like I was making less than nine dollars. Oh, wait. Right. Okay. Less than nine dollars. And at the time, she was making somewhere between fourteen and sixteen dollars per hour, uh-huh. and I was making making less than nine an hour. Not one mm-hmm. time did she look at my check and laugh about it. She did not make me. She did not make me feel belittled. She did not make me feel insecure. She did not make me feel less than a man. What she said was, and I still remember this, and I think that was the day that I pretty much had decided that, yeah, she going to be with me forever. She told me, she said, your day is going to come. She said, as long as you keep your hand in God's hand, your day will come. But you have to focus and listen to what he is telling you. And once you do that, you will never have to worry about what your next move is. No later, sooner than she said that, I started operating in moving forward. I started to change my mindset. Little did I know a businessman, <laughs> tell you how God works. A businessman had been watching how I operate with the customers. And one day me and the boss was arguing about how everybody coming in after me that ain't been there longest as me or work as hard as I do is making more money than me. Uh, I told him, I said, look, I should be up in the $10 or $11 record. That dude took me. He came up to me. He said, listen. He said, I own a business. He said, you seem like you work really well with people. He said, I got my own business working with special needs, and I work with the Department of Developed Disabilities. He said, I think you'll be great. A great fit for them. He said, "Come." Because you're a people person. Yeah. He said, "Come interview with my wife, and if she, I already know I like you, and if she like you, it's gonna be all set." So I'm like, "Okay, I'm all you know." This day, I go up and then check it out. I ain't expect nothing, but you know, just to mm-hmm. show where I was. So I went up, interviewed, fifteen minutes. She had me signing 300 pieces of paper <laughs> and was like, uh, when you want to start? 
I'm like, notice? Like, sure. She says, just so you know, we paying you ten thirty an hour just to start off. The longer you hear, the more you will go up. I'm like, cool. Okay. That set me on the path of a career that I had no idea I was getting ready to journey on. Uh, and then, you know, the business was sold. And then I wound up working for another company walking in the door because I was experienced making $15 an hour. And now, because I follow the advice of her, my wife and the woman that he sent me who wasn't toxic and who wasn't trying to belittle me because she made more than me at the time. She kept saying, you can do this. I was nervous, man. Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, I'd rather just be here. You know, I'm comfortable in this position. It's cool. She said, no. She said, this no. position wouldn't have came across if you wasn't deserving and God wasn't ready to promote you. Exactly. And I went. Because he Want gave, to do it? Yeah. He gave, because he gave me a chance at a career, I was able to put my wife through college. Mm -hmm. Won't he do it? And now she has graduated and get ready to work at one of the top three hospitals in the country. And now, come on, somebody. In less than 90 days, I will have my certifications to be an audio engineer. I said that to simply say this. When everything is set up for you to move in the right direction, you have to listen. Uh -huh. And you have to take you have to take and look at the signs. Because mm -hmm. every toxic person shows you a sign of what they are. I don't care who you are before the beginning. The one thing I love about y'all sister and I love about y'all, I may have never said this to either of the three, but y'all have a great head on your shoulders. Thank I'm you. glad that I have been surrounded by intelligent people. Because, My pleasure. Uh, you, you guys are truly an honor and a blessing for me on the simple fact of you're not negative. If, uh, and for a guy like me that has came from such a tremendous background and to be able to mm -hmm. meet people that refuse to let you fall, like I always revert back to this because I'll never get this out of my head. I was in the hospital for eight days for the first time in my mm -hmm. life since the day I was born. I had a nurse coming in there every hour on the, every hour and a half telling me that I wasn't going to make it, that I was going to die, that I needed to go to ICU. I wasn't going to make it. She told me this literally for 48 hours straight, nonstop, like to the point I got sick and tired of looking at her. And so I started to believe in it. But then when I got that one great lady and I can't remember what her name is, like she was heaven sent. She said, mm -hmm. you are not going to die. 
She said, you're going to get up and do these breathing machines. You're going to get well and you go home to your wife. Like she come in here, like she got on my nerves, man. I kid you not. Me, I almost wanted uh-huh. to fight this lady, but I knew she, God had sent her because I couldn't do anything else. She come in here every day. Get up. Did you do your breathing exercises? No. Start doing them right now, and I'm gonna stand right here until you finish them. I ain't afraid of you, but I went on and did them anyway. And then she made me get up. She made me go to the bathroom. And she made me walk back. She said, uh-uh, you are not going to have an anxiety attack. It's people like that that what we need to strategize to. Because we talk about the roles of husband and wives. My Mine's mm-hmm. had my back. She had, she had my back, man, to the point. I tried to give up. And she wouldn't let me. She wouldn't let me. And mm-hmm. I saw something uh, less, a couple of weeks back. And I'll never forget this. A situation had happened where two women that I hold very high and dear to my heart did something that just made me emotional and made me cry. Mm-hmm. One was taking care of one and the other was taking care of the other. And I heard and I heard heaven rain down and say these are my girls. Because he knew for a fact that it would only be two people that would be able to get us back into tech. The honor that has been bestowed upon these two ladies, the blessing, the admiration. See, the role of husband and wife is really quite simple. When one don't have it, the other does. You better know it. You better know it. Uh, help me. Yeah. And that, and see, right. this is what I can't stand because a lot of people promote this one-sided thing. Mm-hmm. But I always tell them, if you read the Bible and you read it well, it's always a B-clause. Because if you read it, everything the woman's supposed to do, if you read the B-clause, Man's supposed to follow that because it clearly states we we're not to let no harm word come out of our, our mouths to her, no matter how tripping she be, and that is usually ninety five ninety eight point nine percent of the time. Oh hush, we still gotta <laughs> remain tactful. If I'm into a if we every time I see you, my stomach hurts, and we always arguing, then there's a situation that it, that needs to be had because God don't want His children being miserable. Thank you. 
and they will and he will remove that that he will remove you from that situation or he will remove or he will remove what is causing you to be miserable come on about that that situation so you know nothing that you know nothing you know nothing that forever so no i i say i would never in life claim that i have the perfect marriage but mm-hmm. what I can really wholeheartedly appreciate is the partnership. Um, mm-hmm. There isn't one above the other, and you do as I say because I'm the man and you the woman, and it's teamwork through and through. What I can truly say that one out of many things that I can say I honor about my husband is. You know, everyone knows that I've been caring for my grandmother. Mm-hmm. The fact that he came in on that with no reserve, no, no hesitation, and mm-hmm. he became my partner in that. Um, even before we got married, I could call him, and if I worked overnight, he would come stay at my house. And keep an eye on her while I was at work. Um, mm-hmm. The partnership in, in that means so much. Because like a lot of women, you're automatically taught cook, clean, sex on command. Uh, mm-hmm. Be submissive, shut up, be quiet. What you say, go. Don't be argumentative. You don't have any opinions of your own. Exactly. But he is a leader without being overly aggressive. His without being a tyrant. Right. His leadership allows me to be submissive without feeling like I'm under his or under his thumb. Yeah, I hate that word. He does. But, and we have seen very jacked up marriages. Man, I'm not talking about that. So, to be halfway through the, y'all know what it is, the seven year hitch. Uh And to still have that same love I had before we said I do and mm-hmm. the growth in it. Now I would never sit up here and say and lie because you know some people sit up here, oh we don't have no no, there are absolute moments where I be wanting to just take my hands and squeeze his throat. <laughs> and I'm, wow. and I'm just violent. And I know that there are moments for him, where he be looking at me like, what in the world is going on? I do, but you want to know why I, I we don't really have problems? Because I can say this, and I don't have no regret. I can say this. If I was standing in front of God, 
and he tell me, tell me one reason why I should let you into my kingdom. I can say with a hundred percent accuracy and no second thoughts. Lord, I know I did 99 things wrong, but that woman that you put in my life, I know I loved her. Because you make it easy to love me. Now, as much as I cannot stand that doggone song, it is very true. You're, you're just the reason why I love you is I can't put it. And I didn't understand the full effect of it until I almost died last year. Mm-hmm. And ever since I came home, Anybody that come up against you, they have to deal <laughs> with a side of me that they're not accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Because you were there. You got that woman, that demon from hell out of my room that kept coming up there telling me I was going to die every hour and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. That became irritating. Sure. To the point, like, mm-hmm. well, can I just go now? Because I don't keep have to keep hearing her. Like, literally, that's the thoughts that are going through my head. Between her and the mm-hmm. dude I was sharing the room with, I wanted to kill them both. But we're going to leave that alone. Anywho, mm-hmm. you was there. I came home. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't walk. You helped me to the bathroom. You helped me in and out the shower bathe me I couldn't do nothing I was on the oxygen tank and waking up in the middle of the night crying and screaming because I couldn't breathe anxiety attacks I couldn't walk two feet in front of me but you prayed over me and prayed and I can walk now I can bathe myself. I can use the bathroom by myself now. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm but saying you know, she, she still want to bathe me. That's cool, though. You know, I take my sponge baths, but you know, that's but that's the thing is, see, it, it, uh-huh. it goes back to those vows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For better, for worse, for richer, for poorer. Till death do us part. That was that was a hard part right there. You know that that was that was a hard part right there. Yeah. But y'all came through it. Yep. And you came through it what together? Yep. Because man, listen, it it hurted me. Because I I knew she was going home crying. I felt it. And. Mm-hmm. You know, SD, take yourself out of this. Oh, take yourself out of this. But the people that were supposed to be there, you know, since everybody want to talk about how we blood related. Who was there for my wife when I was laying up in the hospital bed, not knowing if I was going to live to see the next second or not? Nobody. Not one person. Not one. There are plenty of hotels around where I live at. 
You never lied about the, that. Uh, about, man, listen, let's see this. One, two, three, four, at least five or six just in walking distance from my house. Mm-hmm. And you mean to tell me could nobody come down here and just say whatever you need? It ain't always about money. It's whatever you need. But see, here's the thing you have to remember. The people that you're referencing and everything like that. Remember, misery loves company. Yeah. Okay? Misery loves company. So even though you were not feeling well and you know that she was tired, holding, holding, holding the situation down and everything like that, when all is said and done, you two... Your, your love, your love, show, your love show. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna take this call right quick. Okay. 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 You see, your love show through, and when people don't have that kind of happiness and everything in their life, you can't expect to receive that support. Mm. That's what that's about. You know, she, you know, you weren't, you weren't home. Nope. She needed help. Right. They weren't about to do that because as far as they were concerned, you abandoned them. Yeah. So because you abandoned, because you abandoned them and moved on to live your life. And be on your grown man and do what you needed to do that upset their spirits. Mm-hmm. So while they probably said, Well, you know, if you need me, just call or this, that, and the third, you know, that sounds nice. But everybody knows that actions speak louder than words. Yeah. You I can tell you all I can tell you all day every day, oh, you know, if you need me, just all oh, you got just just call and I'm gonna be right there, whatever, but then you call. I don't answer. You call. It's always. No, 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 no. You call and I'm giving you 50 million one reasons why I can't make it. Mm. See, that's what that's all about. Yep. My whole thing in a nutshell was I personally didn't care. And again, not to have expectations folks. But see, you said you didn't care. And see, they picked up on that too. Because So that was the other part. God first. Mm-hmm. And God above all. He he gave right. me the strength I needed to handle it. And I never right. to sit up here and say it wasn't a lot because I was taking care of two people. And on top of trying to take care of myself. On top of... And going to school. Being in school. Exactly. And trying to manage the household, manage the bills, trying to get my grandmother to safety. It was a lot to that. And mentally, yeah. It was very dreamy. I went weeks without sleep. Because I was up with him 
mm-hmm. you know, and then when he went into the hospital, I was up. All right, listen, man. Whew. This conversation go on forever. But we're going to end it with After Effects, 